everybody! Welcome to this mini movie review. Happy holidays! This is going to be a special Christmassy type episode review like I like to do every year. So for this one, I am reviewing 2017's Anna and the Apocalypse. I've never done a musical as a movie review, so I'm excited. And as I'm reading through the Wikipedia page, it has a lot of things that I like all wrapped up in one for this movie. And I'm excited. Everyone I've ever mentioned this movie to or someone's mentioned it to me, they're usually really excited about it. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it out. But like I said, it's got everything that I love. It's a British Christmas zombie musical film. So it's just a lot of fun things that I enjoy wrapped up into one. So we'll see how that goes. Again, like I said, it was 2017, Anna and the Apocalypse. Directed by John McPhail from a screenplay by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry, based on a short by McHenry from 2010 called Zombie Musical. It's a nice, you know, ensemble-sized cast of people, including um, Ella Hunt, Malcolm Cummings, Sarah Swire, Christopher Laveau, Marley Sue, Ben Wiggins, Mark Benton, and Paul Kay. It was released September 22nd, 2017 at Fantastic Fest and November 30th, 2018 in the United Kingdom. It runs 98 minutes and in the box office it made $670,430. So not a whole lot. Let's see how the release went for that. Yeah, it was a limited theatrical release. Yeah, that's usually why it's probably that low. But I hear it's really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to also talk about some of the songs and, you know, which ones I like or didn't like. I mean, I hope it's not super song heavy. I know it's a musical, but I feel like in horror musicals or horror, like, adventure thriller type movies, like, you need to have some sort of spoken dialogue or plot. You know, it can't just be song after song after song. Sometimes with musicals, that can be a lot, at least for me. So what else here? Yeah, I don't really want to get too much into it. Again, I, I like to not really know what the plot's about. I've seen pictures and actually it looks like here on the soundtrack there are 13 songs. So that's not too bad on the soundtrack. That's fine. That's pretty normal, I would think, for a movie like this. So I'm going to go and check out 2017's Anna and the Apocalypse and I'll be back to let you know what I think. And I'm back. So I watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Before I get started, let me put out a disclaimer here about how I feel about musicals. I love musicals. I've been in a few. I enjoy singing them. I'm not super caught up with the newer ones. And this movie is definitely, I mean, it is in high school, but it's definitely a little more aimed towards younger theater kids, probably. Like, I know when... I was working with some younger theater people. They um, were more into like uh, Dear Evan Hansen, Heathers, Mean Girls, all the different newer modern musicals that are going on, even Hamilton and things like that. And I'm not big on the musicals where they sing speak. So I have not watched Hamilton. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure I'll love the costumes and the dances and everything. But the whole like speaking as you're singing is kind of, it's not my favorite. I prefer more of like rounds and harmonies and things, which did appear in Anna and the Apocalypse, which I appreciated and I will get into that. 
but I'm into more of the older musicals. I've been to a couple of new ones. Um, a year or two ago, I saw Beetlejuice in New York. It was fantastic. I was a little skeptical at first because it was like, you know, I wasn't sure what kind of songs they were going to do, but I really enjoyed it. Have I gone back and visited those songs? No. It doesn't mean I wouldn't. Like, I like to switch it up and work through different sections of different musicals. So right now, I've been singing Next to Normal. That's the one I've been working on right now. So, you know, maybe I'll bounce around to some others after that. So, let's break down Anna in the Apocalypse. This movie was actually shot in Scotland. There were a couple parts missing. I think there's like 10 minutes missing from the version I saw. But Anna in the Apocalypse starts out in Little Haven, England, which is they're actually shooting in Scotland. Anna Shepard is almost done with high school. And she's being driven into school with her best friend, John, and her dad. And her friend, John, her best friend, spills the beans that she has a ticket to Australia, that she doesn't want to go to college. She wants to take like a year off and travel through Australia and do whatever she wants. And her dad is very, very upset with that. Of course, her best friend is in love with her. That's usually how these movies work. They were very cute together. I did like their friendship. Uh, I thought they sang well together. I didn't necessarily think that their voices were the stronger ones of the cast. I actually kind of liked a lot of the supporting characters. But when they sang together, I liked it. It was nice. So they get dropped off at school, right? And her dad's really mad. He's like, I can't believe you're doing this, whatever. And she goes in and then you start meeting all the different characters in the school. All her friends. So like I said, you got John, who loves her. Then you got Chris, who wants to be a filmmaker. He's like doing all these shots and things in different horror movies and things or whatever. And he's having a hard time with the class assignment. There's a transfer student, Steph, who I really liked her. I think if I was going to play a role in this musical, that would probably be my role. Uh, she was played by Sarah Swire. And actually, I think I liked her voice the best out of everyone in the production or in the movie. She has parents who are like off in Mexico and she's all by herself. And she's trying to like save the world, like um, save homeless people and all this stuff. So I wrote some notes down while I watched this too. So let's see. So, yeah, so they're going through the school. Chris, the filmmaker, has a girlfriend named Lisa, who's a performer, like, in the musicals and things and plays. I really like their relationship. I thought they were very cute. Then there's the headmaster, Mr. Savage. I really didn't understand why he was so mad. He makes fun of Anna's dad, who's the janitor at the school, and I'm like, schools need janitorial staff. There was a guy who did it in my grade school, middle school, who was great. Everyone loved him. So, like, I don't see the point of making fun of this guy he did nothing else to you. He's also mean. Mr. Savage is also mean to the students. He's mean to the other teachers. He just has like this power hungry thing for no reason besides just being power hungry. It kind of reminded me of um, like his songs and stuff kind of reminded me of what is it? Dr. Horrible's sing along blog or whatever that one is with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. It kind of reminded me of that. So yeah, all that's going on. There's also a guy named Nick who, in the plot here on Wikipedia, it says it was his one her one-night stand, but I don't really think that was the case. I think it was more they just got together and maybe spent the night together and then people thought they slept together or something like that. They're not together, but Nick has a huge crush on her. And she kind of does too in a way, but it's, it's weird. It's off. She wants to go do other things and not be held back by anything. Unfortunately, there's a zombie apocalypse coming, so her plans are about to change. So Mr. Savage, like I said, is horrible. He's the bad guy in this thing besides the zombies. He's kind of this thin little beanpole man in a brown suit and facial hair. And I liked his character in the sense that he had a real snivelly kind of voice. Kind of reminded me of Scar from Lion King. And his songs were fun. It was just, I just wish there was more of like a, a reason to hate him kind of thing. It was just like, okay, well, he's just annoying and bad. So we hate him. 
So the first song was like, uh, Christmas means nothing without you, okay? Then you get the second song, Breakaway, and that's when they're in the school. And it's like Anna and Steph and John all singing and like, and it's like in a round. And I, I liked it. It was a good way to open up the scene. Just like set the day, set the tone. They already heard like a small report about zombies on the, or about a disease on the radio, but they've ignored it. And as a zombie flick... It's, it's a decent one. I mean, it's pretty standard zombie. Some of the stuff's kind of fun. It's more comedy. I'd say this is more of a comedy than a musical than a zombie movie. So then the days go on. Then they have the next song, uh, Hollywood Ending, which is in a cafeteria. That's kind of their big hit. As far as songs go, this is like their big song. It's a fine song. I thought it was cute. Like, it really set the scene for, like, all the different characters. You could find out Chris and Lisa were together. You can find out about Mr. Savage and everyone else. It was all done in the cafeteria, which... It's funny because John sits down and, and talks to all of them, but he has a tray full of fake food, like it's plastic food, and he never eats it. And then he just walks up and throws it away right before Hollywood ending comes on, which I thought was kind of funny. And I also recognized her dad, Anna's dad, Mark Benton. I've seen him in Waterloo Road, another school drama type thing. I wish there were more bigger dance numbers like Hollywood ending, but everything else besides maybe one or two others was just them walking around while things happening and then singing. So... That's fine, but I'm just saying I was kind of expecting a little bit more. So there's going to be like a musical production for Christmas or whatever. Uh, there's a cute song by like some, uh, these people dressed up as penguins. That was kind of funny. The chick who played Lisa was really funny. She sings a really dirty song about banging Santa in front of everybody and just all these different things going on. So Anna and John work in the local bowling alley. The bowling alley is called Thunderballs, which I thought was fun. And I'm like, how many shifts is Anna doing at Thunderballs to afford a ticket to Australia? No matter where you fly from, really, to go to Australia is fairly expensive, unless maybe it's New Zealand. I'm like, this 18-year-old girl or whatever has got enough money to backpack for a whole year through Australia. Though her mother is dead, so maybe she got something from that. I don't know. You start to see one or two people who are infected. Everyone kind of ignores them. It's not really a huge thing yet. So the next morning, it's a really funny thing in the morning here. It's, uh, yeah, I think the song's called Turning My Life Around. I like that song mostly because Anna and John are getting up and they like put their headphones in and they're ignoring the whole world and they're like, yeah, it's the first day of the rest of our lives or whatever. And as they're walking down the street, everything has gone to hell. So things are on fire. People are running around. There are zombies, crashes and everything. And she's just like strolling down the street like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to school. So I did like that part. That was really cute. That was a good comedy thing. Um, and then they quickly find out there's an apocalypse. They end up heading over to the bowling alley while everyone else is, is at the school. So Steph, Chris, John, and Anna end up in the bowling alley. And they have another song called Human Voice, which I liked that song a lot. It had a lot of different parts. Uh, there's a really great part from Steph and everyone did a, a good job in that one. It's about them trying to get a cell phone signal and reach everyone when everything's out. Then they decide to spend the night there at Thunderballs. And there's like this ball pit, but it's really just like a plastic swimming pool that they've had balls in. And all four of them somehow are able to fit in it and sleep. So they're like all squeezed in there. So it's like the next morning, they all like wake up in the ball pit. It's very modern. They're talking about like Taylor Swift possibly being a zombie and Justin Bieber being a zombie and people doing selfies in the apocalypse. So it's just, it's very modern, very set for teenagers. And they also had to kill a few other zombies too before this. There was a really good death with two bowling balls smashed into the side of this guy's head on each side and the back of his head exploded because he, he was like bald too. But yeah, so they wake up in this ball pit and they decide to flip it upside down and go outside with it on them so that they can like sit down whenever zombies come by. It was a really weird plan. 
They meet up with Nick, and Nick's got his buddies with him, his lackeys, his minions, and they're robbing things. They're stealing and getting toilet paper, and they're walking around with bats, and, like, one guy had, like, two melons he was hitting people with. I don't know. And this is a good song here. I thought the guy who played Nick, Ben Wiggins, had a very good voice. I would say with him and Steph, Sarah Swire and Ben Wiggins probably had the strongest voice voices in this, and he has a really good song here called Soldier at War, where he talks about how good he is at killing zombies. It was, just, it was a really fun song. It actually had a bit more of a, like, a dance to it, and it was really good. So they end up in, like, this mall or some, like, Christmas tree thing, which was kind of fun because it was, like, the zombies could hop out from the Christmas trees. Nick's little minion dudes die here. So then John ends up dying, too. He gets bit and sacrifices himself so that she could get away, Anna, uh, which sucks because they were, like, best friends. So John's dead, and so now it's just Nick and Anna... She's looking for, Anna's looking for her dad because she can't reach anyone. At this point, I feel like everyone's dead, right? So Mr. Savage happily lets them back in the school and then they shortly find out that everyone is dead in the school. He has let like some zombies in and trapped them in this back room and he's just eating Christmas dinner like a psycho and everyone's dead. So like all the parents, everyone's turned into zombies. He just lets the kids into this room and traps them in there and they're like, well, shit. These zombies aren't super smart. Um, you could be standing near them and they don't really see you unless you make a sound. Their eyes were a little clouded, so maybe they don't see very well. So the kids sneak around. They're like, oh my god, you know. And then Anna realizes her dad's not there. So she's like, I still want to find my dad. So that's where Mr. Savage is like, haha, what do you think about that shit? So then he sings his, his song, his like swan song or evil villain song. Uh, nothing's gonna stop me now. Which at first when I saw that, I was like, are they gonna make a play on Jefferson Starship? And then I was like, oh no, it's not. It's nothing. It's something else. And it was a cute song. It was fine eventually they get out and everything and they kind of split up so then like Anna goes to find her dad Mr. Savage has him like tied up on stage and they're like zombies and things and then on the, in the meantime Steph's trying to get the keys for her car because Mr. Savage took them so her Lisa Chris go to the office and this is really I, I laughed pretty good here um so Steph sneaks by the zombies right and she gets into the room and then She's going through all the like lost things and she's finding things and she finds like a vibrator or something. And she's like, oh my God. And she makes this sound that like lets everyone know that she's in there. And then the zombies start acting up. So Chris and Lisa, who I said were very cute, they grab tinsel off the wall and they start like shaking the tinsel, like trying to distract the zombies. And it was, I was laughing pretty hard on that. So they're like, ooh, over here, you know. And stuff's like, oh shit. So she gets out and they're hiding behind, Lisa and Chris are hiding behind the TV. She's like, what are you guys doing? And then they all get bombarded and unfortunately Lisa and Chris get bit and they decide to just go together and become zombies and hold each other. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. And so they die. So then Steph gets out and she's all upset because she's like, had I not, I mean, they needed to get the keys, but still. And so back in the theater, uh, there's a song uh, like Give Them a Show where she finds out about her dad. She does this long running jump thing and like gets on stage. Unfortunately, her dad has also been bitten and it's like, well, good thing she got there in time because it's literally like... 10 minutes until her dad turns. <laughs> Had she not made it to the stage then, she would have missed it. And um, so she's like, come with me. And he's like, I can't. And she's like, damn it. And then uh, Mr. Savage gets torn apart. Uh, she gets out. So the only survivors in this, because honestly, it's a kind of a bleak movie. I was a little surprised that it ended so darkly in a way, because it's like no one really makes it. It's Anna, Nick, the guy who has a crush on her that she kind of had a thing with, and Steph. That's it. So then they all get in the car and they're like, well, where to now? And they're like, eh. and then it's like, drive away. And then that's it. And I was hoping there'd be like a stinger or something, but there wasn't. And then they sing another song like, uh, what a time to be alive. So all in all, the songs were okay. There's a couple I will probably go back and check out. I did like some of them. 
if I had to rate 2017's Anna and the Apocalypse, I'm probably going to give it five and a half penguin costumes out of ten. Maybe even six out of ten. But it's definitely worth a watch if you like any of those things. Musicals, comedies, zombies. It's just not quite what I was expecting, but it was still really, really fun. Got me in the Christmas spirit, kind of, even though everything went to shit. So yeah, I give Anna and the Apocalypse five and a half penguin costumes out of ten penguin costumes. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this mini movie review. I also recently did a movie review on the Cinema Recall podcast for 1976's Carrie. So if you want to check that out, I will put a link in the notes. But yeah, give that a whirl. That was really fun to do too. But again, thank you so much and happy holidays.